Welcome to the McDark Horror Series. Lights out. Good. Here we go. The road had been quiet and empty for some time. Leo wasn't sure he could remember the last time he had seen a car pass. The radio was off, and all that could be heard was the humming of the engine. Leo glanced to his right, and a smile twitched on his lips. Clara had her feet up on the dash and was drumming to a silent beat on her knees. A pair of oversized headphones perched on her head. Leo could barely hear the heavy metal music blasting through them. Keeping his eyes on the road, Leo leaned over, yanked the headphones off of Clara's head. Hey, it was just getting to the best part. Clara snatched her headphones back and was just about to place them back on her head when she yelled. Oh my god, Leo, look! Panicked, Leo swerved and slammed on the brakes. The screeching of the tires was deafening, and Clara held onto her seat to keep from flying off. The car jerked to a stop. Both passengers sat in stunned silence for a brief second. Jesus, fuck Clara! You can't just scream like that! Did I almost hit something? The road was barren, and Leo strained his eyes to see if anything lurked on the side of the road. No, look. Clara said. A smile spread widely across her face as she pointed at something up the road. Leo's eyes followed hers, and he observed a glowing neon light that proclaimed, Memory Lane's Bowling Alley in Games. You stopped me because of a bowling alley? Leo snapped pinching the bridge of his nose and closing his eyes in annoyance. Not just any bowling alley. Look, it's open 24-7. Clara bounced excitedly in her seat, chewing on her bottom lip with anticipation. Let me get this straight. You want to go bowling at... Leo glanced at his watch and snorted. Ugh. 2.35 in the morning? We have to get back home before morning. I want to at least take a nap before having to go to work. Clara stuck out her bottom lip widening her eyes in her famous and charming puppy dog look. Leo watched her for a minute, tapping his thumb on the steering wheel as he thought. Then he responded. Fine, but only for an hour. I knew you'd agree. We worked hard, and let's face it, when was the last time we went bowling? Clara replied giddily. Sitting on the edge of her seat, the light of the neon sign was glistening in her pale blue eyes, and Leo couldn't help but smile. As they approached, the sign started to flicker, and for a brief moment, the bright blue and green turned to a blood-red hue. But only for a moment. Leo pulled the car into the vacant lot and stared up at the entrance. A similar sign to the neon one was posted to the door, but some of the lettering was flickering rapidly. Leo blinked his eyes and looked away, the flashing lights making him dizzy. Come on, we'll have the whole place to ourselves. <laughs> Clara giggled, climbing out of the car. She was already approaching the front door by the time Leo got out and locked the car. Glancing around the parking lot, Leo felt a hint of unease settle in the back of his head. There were no other cars in the parking lot, and the only light was that of the large neon road sign and the sign above the entrance. He stifled a shudder and followed after Clara. Clara was peering in through the door, still chewing on her bottom lip with excitement. She twirled a lock of her curly black hair around a finger 
let it spring back into place over and over again. She had small butterflies swirling in her stomach and was bouncing from one foot to another. The distant sound of 80s music wafted from the other side of the door, and she could vaguely see the colorful strobe lights dancing inside. Leo came up from behind her and peered inside as well. He could see the glowing lights dancing across a few of the bowling lanes, but no people. He furrowed his brow and pulled on the handle of one of the doors. It opened without delay, and the sound of music increased. Holding it open, Leo bowed dramatically and gestured for Clara to enter first. Laughing, she bowed back, then went in. Stepping into the foyer, they were greeted by dazzling lights and nostalgic music. Both were transported back to the time of their teens, and memories drifted through their minds. The floor was carpeted in a style of colorful geometric shapes, famous for old bowling alleys, arcades, and blockbusters of days past. To their right was the counter to pay and pick up their bowling shoes. At first it seemed to be empty, but in the back corner, hidden in shadow, was a man wearing a bright red and black striped bowling shirt. His back was to them, and his head was hanging so low that his chin touched his chest. Clara felt a spidery sense of unease creep up her back, and unknowingly clung to Leo's arms. They both approached the counter slowly and waited to see if the employee would turn. After an awkward minute, where the only sound was the blaring of the music, Leo cleared his throat again to get the employee's attention. Instead of turning around, the man in the corner started to walk backwards towards them, his head still hanging. Both Leo and Clara stepped back startled as the man rapidly approached them and stopped at the counter. The music suddenly seemed too loud, the lights too bright, and that feeling of unease turned into something a bit more sinister fear. Uh, sorry, uh, we thought you were open. We'll leave now, Clara said, the panic apparent in her voice as she tugged on Leo's arm. She wanted to leave. This place was wrong, and her heart felt like it was beating so fast that it would burst. Leo stood frozen in place. He could feel Clara tugging him towards the door, but no matter how hard he willed them to move, his feet were planted to the spot. His eyes were glued on the employee in front of him who was now starting to jerk and twitch. Suddenly, the employee bent to the side, its head now peeking out from the side of the counter. The sound of cracking bones echoed along with the music, and the man's head snapped around to face them. Clara screamed and ran for the door, colliding with the glass and falling back, and as she fell, she could feel blood gush out of her nose. Leo stumbled back a few steps, but his eyes were still on the employee, who was now crawling backwards towards him. The man had no face. It resembled that of a mannequin. It had grooves where the eyes and mouth should be, and a bump where the nose should have been. Its face had black paint across it, painted to resemble a mime. Its smile was jagged and sloppy, the black paint dripping down onto its chin. It was bent backwards, its knees and elbows bending in the wrong direction as its spider crawled closer. It moved jaggedly and along with the strobe lights. Closer it crept, and louder Clara screamed. Leo, move, damn it! She grabbed the hold of his arm and yanked him back away from the monstrosity. The doors are locked. Oh God, we're fucked. Fucking move! She was screaming over the music, which now resembled nothing Leo or Clara had ever heard before. The music was screeching and deafening, 
Sound of screams, nails on chalkboards, car crashes. Sirens and gunfire rang through the air. Leah was finally snapped out of his shock and let Clara pull him towards the bowling lights. What the fuck was that thing? Clara, it wasn't human. It was... Fuck. I don't know what it was, but it's not right. It's not... His voice cut off as they entered into the main room of the bowling alley, now able to see all the lanes. At every lane was more of the creature like the one behind the counter. They looked like men, women, children, teens. They all bent and snapped in unnatural positions. Their painted faces looking at the two intruders. The music rose to a deafening crescendo as the lights started to strobe, blinding Clara and Leo. With each flash of the lights, the creatures advanced onto them, their broken limbs outstretched, their crooked smiles bleeding black paint. This way! Clara screamed, pulling Leo off to the left. She had seen a glowing red light that resembled an emergency exit light. She wasn't sure, but standing around was certainly going to get them killed. They ran, and the things lurched and swiped at them as they passed. One that looked like a little girl grabbed at Leo's leg and caused him to lose his balance. Oh, fuck! He screamed as he fell, landing hard on the carpet floor. Clara stopped running when she realized Leo was no longer with her and turned back. Her eyes were wide and looking at something behind Leo. Get up, get up, get up! She yelled, her eyes never leaving the area behind him. Leo scrambled to his feet, barely escaping the claws of the little girl as he did so. He risked one look back and screamed. The creatures were swarmed together, twitching in the strobing light. Their painted smiles had changed, and now resembled a gnashing maw that chomped on air. The black sludge dripped down from their mouths and onto their clothing, seeping into the cloth. Their broken hands were outstretched, grasping at the couple before them. They moved as one, and were quickly approaching. Clara started to run before Leah was fully standing, the fear completely taking over her. Her eyes were locked on those glowing red words, and the heart was beating even louder than the violent music in the air. Leo, too, was too scared to notice Clara leaving him. He could feel the fingertips of those things brushing his shirt, trying to grab hold. He pumped his legs as hard as he could, his head ringing from the music. He could see Clara ahead of him her black hair waving back and forth as she ran. It seemed as if time had slowed, and with every flash of the strobe lights, he caught a glimpse of her running, frozen in stride. His lungs felt like they were going to burst, but he pushed himself even harder, trying to catch up. Clara collided with the door underneath the sign and flew into the next room. She skidded to a stop and quickly turned to face the door. Run! Leo, hurry! She screamed, holding the door for him, but her eyes full of panic and watching the figures behind him. For a second, just one second, she considered slamming the door on him, leaving him to those things to buy herself more time. That moment passed, though, as Leo burst past her and into the room. Clara slammed the door shut, pushed her weight against it, expecting the creatures to slam into it. But nothing... After the door was shut, the demonic music changed back to popular 80s pop, and she could see the flashes of white light turn back to color in the crack underneath the door. Leo came to her side, panting hard but also leaning against the door. They gasped for air, looking at one another as they held the door closed. Sweat beaded their brows, 
and each felt as if their lungs were on fire. After a moment, they both collapsed against the door and slid down it. They sat with their backs against the door and tried to calm their erratic hearts. What? What the fuck was that? Leo panted, using the back of his hand to wipe the sweat from his face. I don't know. Clara gasped back, her chest heaving. It was then that she noticed her headphones were no longer around her neck. In their panic, she must have dropped them. She groaned, closed her eyes, and leaned her head back against the metal door. You were right. What? Right right about what? Leo asked, now noticing the hole in his jeans where the girl creature had grabbed him. There was some blood, but she hadn't cut him too deeply. We shouldn't have stopped. This is all my fault. Clara wailed, no longer being able to hold back her tears as she shook. She placed her face in her hands and wept, her body shaking violently from fear and guilt. How are you supposed to know? This was some fucked up bowling alley. You just wanted to have fun. Clara, you couldn't have known. Leo wrapped an arm around her shoulders and pulled her close. He held her tightly, let her cry into his shoulder. They stayed that way for a few minutes holding on to one another as their panic slowly receded. Clara sniffled and pulled away first, wiping the tears and snot from her face. She finally looked around, and her heart dropped. God damn it. She muttered and slowly got to her feet. Leo finally acknowledged the room they were in and stood up as well. They were not outside, but were in fact in an office-type room. It was small and only had a desk, a filing cabinet, a small bookshelf and a wall of TV monitors that portrayed different parts of the building. Clara walked up to the monitors and closely looked at one in the bottom left. Leo, look, it's right outside this room. She pointed at the screen and stood aside to let Leo see. He got up and approached, rubbing the side of his head as it started to ache. The monitor screen showed a static image of the area directly outside the room they were in. Those things... The things that looked so human were all huddled around the door. They're frozen, arms outstretched, painted black smiles on their faces. Leo squinted and gulped as he saw that one had their hand on the doorknob. What are those things? What the fuck even is this place? Leo muttered, his eyes jumping from one monitor to the next. Look, there, do you see it? Clara jammed her fingers at the monitor second from the top right. Leo followed her gaze and let out a small chuckle. The screen showed another door, this one with the words EXIT clearly spelled out in bright green letters. Yeah, but how are we going to get past those things outside? It's impossible. There's too many of them, and they move so fast, Leo said, going to the chair behind the desk and sitting down in it. He ran a hand through his dirty blonde hair and sighed deeply. Clara looked from him to the monitor then back to him. Her brow was furrowed, nodded in deep thought. There has to be a way. I mean, there's always a way in situations like these, aren't there? Clara said, starting to pace across the small room. She started to bite on the nail of her thumb, which she always did when she was thinking. Leo watched her, his head throbbing. At that moment, all he wanted to do was sleep. He felt exhausted, drained, and ready to just lie his head down and sleep. 
make everything that was happening just become an awful nightmare. He'd wake up back home, in his cozy warm bed, and this all would just be a bad dream. You could feel his eyes fluttering shut and his head slowly drooping as sleep embraced him. Hey, wake up! You can't give up yet! Clara slammed her palms on the desk, causing Leo to snap awake and groan. Oh, what? Face it, Clara. It's impossible. Please, just let me sleep for a little bit. My head is killing me. He groaned, rubbing his eyes as the pain in his temples increased. No, not until you remember. Clara said, her eyes focused and alert as she watched him. Remember what? He muttered, confusion settling in alongside this pounding headache. Remember what? What was she talking about? I said not until we get out. Jeez, did you hit your head or something? Her eyes drifted to something on the desk, then widened as she realized what she was looking at. Leo, look, I think it's a schedule. She exclaimed, the excitement not hidden from her voice as she snatched a sheet of paper from the desk. Her eyes danced across the parchment as a smile started to sprout on her lips. It is! It's a schedule for the music! Fuck yes! Do you know what this means? She held the paper up so Leo could see, her smile now vibrant and white. Her busted nose had since stopped bleeding, and dried blood now circled her plump lips. Leo leaned forward and took the paper from her. It was a schedule. Clara was right. It listed all the songs they were playing on the track. A lot of those songs Leo could relate to distant memories. But in some spots were jumbles of typed letters and numbers. Having no real reason to them, Leo assumed that these spots were the times the horrible screeching sounds played and those things outside moved. His mind started to clear as he searched down the list, looking for the current song that was playing. It was on track 28, and number 29 was more nonsense. A bit of panic grew in his stomach as he realized they only had this moment to move, this moment to run, because in just a few short minutes, those things were going to come alive again. He jumped up and grabbed Clara's hand. The stoneness on her face let him know that she realized the same thing, and she nodded to him. Leo put his hand on the doorknob and hesitated for a brief moment. He could hear the music, and he knew the song was about halfway through. They had maybe two minutes to run from the room they were in to the exit door. But if it was also locked, what then? He shook the thought from his head and took in a deep breath. He looked down at Clara one last time, then pulled the door open. The creatures were clustered around them, their painted faces frozen in a smile as they stared blankly at the duo. Leo squeezed Clara's hand reassuringly, then stepped out into the mob. The couple swerved and maneuvered through the crowd the best they could, trying like hell not to touch those things surrounding them. Leo could see the bright green light in the distance, glowing like a heavenly beacon. He could see the edge of the crowd and the open door that lay behind it. His heart soared with hope as he stepped out from the crowd. Clara was right behind him. Then, the music changed. The lights started to flash white, and the awful sounds started to penetrate the air. Leo's eyes widened as he looked back at Clara. Once again, time seemed to slow, and he could see all those things turn at once. Their smiles, 
Now that awful black maw. You could see Clara's large, frightened eyes focused directly on him, her hand still grasping his. Then she was gone. He felt her hand yank out of his, and the creatures swallowed her. The screams rang out as she was pulled into the broken mass. Leo did the only thing he could think of. He ran. He turned away. Clara's screams calling for him, her pain and fear piercing his heart. But still he ran. His eyes focused on the green light, his salvation. He sprinted across the carpeted floor, ducking past figures as they reached for him. He didn't notice, but he was screaming too. Screaming with the music, screaming with Clara. And still he ran. The door was approaching fast, and the glowing light of the exit sign was the most beautiful thing Leo had ever seen. Fifteen feet. Ten feet. Five feet. Leo extended his arm, preparing to send himself out the door into freedom. Movement to the right stopped him. The one that was dressed like an employee crawled its way in front of the door and stood. Its back was to him, but its head was turned to face him. Its black maw snapped open and shut, drooling black ooze. Leo tried to stop, but the momentum sent him sprawling forward. While he fell, he turned his body and could see that those things had finished with Clara and were approaching him again. His heart sank, and fear unlike anything he had ever felt before settled where his heart should be. He almost didn't notice when the first one bit into him. Leo could feel his body being torn apart, those black mouths ripping and tearing at his flesh. He screamed and tried to fight, but there were too many. Too many hands, too many mouths. He was surrounded. He closed his eyes, squeezed them shut, and waited to die. Remember, Leo. Leo's eyes flashed open and looked at the contorted black faces around him. He swore it was Clara. He heard her. She was alive. Leo, let go. Her voice was soft and gentle, seeming to emanate from inside his head. Clara! Where are you? Where are you? You have to run! Leave me! Run! He croaked, blood starting to spill out from in between his lips as his intestines were yanked from his body. Remember, Leo. Remember, Leo. You have to let go. Remember. Clara whispered. He could see her standing over top of him. She was fine, perfectly healthy even. She stood surrounded by the twisting mass, her image disappearing every now and again as another one of those things ripped into Leo's body. Leo was about to cry out. Remember what? What was she talking about? Why wasn't she running? And then a dam burst in his mind, sending a tidal wave of memories over top his vision. Clara was dead. She had died when they were both 17, back in 1987. She had been hit by a drunk driver after leaving Leo's. They had fought, and she stormed out. Leo didn't go after her, and let her die. He let her go. And he let her die. And now his guilt was literally eating him alive. Remember, Leo. Remember, Leo. I forgave you long ago. Now it's your turn. 
Her voice rang again, soothing his tormented thoughts as more memories surfaced. He was dead. He'd been driving home after a weekend convention for work. He was so tired, but wanted so badly to get home. If he closed his eyes just for a second, it would be okay, right? He didn't even notice as his car drifted from the road and collided with a billboard. A billboard that was for an old bowling alley Clara and him used to go to. Clara! I'm so sorry, Leo whispered, looking up at the figure of Clara who stood above him. She smiled softly and knelt down, offering her hand to him. I forgave you long ago. Now it's your turn. In that moment, it was just the two of them, the monsters disappearing one by one in clouds of black smoke. Leo looked up at her, tears swelling in his eyes. He reached up and placed his hand in hers. And with that, the guilt that had been eating him alive for so long vanished. Thank you for listening. Have a nice day.